at Mambo's. Eric Ash here with my good friend Mike Delahousie at the TikTok Cafe. Mike, I was craving the best breakfast in town. Thank you, Eric. Yeah, but they were close, so I'm back here at the TikTok Cafe instead. You know, that's not nice. Come on, man. You know we aim to please. You got to get a better aim, pal. Stop. You know we never close, huh? Well, neither does the morgue, so what's your point? Ah, you're unbelievable. You know, you got to admit, we've got the best prices in town. Gluten-free? I think you're missing the point, bud. The TikTok Cafe in the heart of Metairie at Causeway and I-10 are better known as the intersection of diabetes and high cholesterol. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com, acpromise.com, and tell them Eric sent you. Good 
afternoon and welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher, 106.1 FM Nash Icon, taking you home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6. Thanks so much for being there. Remember the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, mobile apps where you can take the show with you anywhere. So if you're out of the range of this strong 106.1 FM signal, just flip on one of these apps. You'll be able to catch the show continuously. Uh, Nash FM 106.1 and ericasher.com on the World Wide Web. And, of course, our podcast is rolling. Uh, anybody wants to check out the podcast, it's on your favorite podcasting platform. Anchor is our home base, but we are literally everywhere. So, again, uh, again, if you miss any of today's program or the previous shows, head on back and check out, again, previous shows on uh, all the pod- podcasting platforms. But, again, Anchor is our home base. Uh, today on the program, Chris Gordy will join us at uh, 435 from Locked on SEC Podcast. We'll talk about the SEC, what happened over the weekend with the upset, especially the upset with um, – Alabama and Texas A&M. Uh, we'll talk about now who's the hierarchy within the uh, SEC. Uh, and then, of course, we'll talk about the situation at LSU and the situation with uh, Coach Ed Ogeron. All that will happen at 435 this afternoon. Uh, Mike Triplett of ESPN will join us at 535. Uh, we'll talk Saints with him. And, uh, of course, we're at the uh, bye week of the Saints, 3-2. and two. Saints expected to get um, uh, reinforcements back uh, after the bye week uh, for a game in Seattle on Monday night. So, um, again, we'll talk to Mike about his thoughts on what he's seen thus far. Jameis Winston, play calling, Saints defense, Saints offensive line. Uh, we'll run the gamut with Mike. That'll happen at 535 this afternoon. This week on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports, award-winning journalist Les East will join us from CrescentEsports.com, Saturday Down South, and so much more. You can check us out on Thursday with our live broadcast at 1 p.m. on WLAE-TV. Also live streaming on the WLA-TV YouTube page every Thursday at 1. Our first rebroadcast, 6 p.m. on LAE every Thursday night, 10 o'clock on the Deuce, WLA-TV 2 every Thursday night. Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on WLE and 2 a.m. on the Deuce every Saturday morning. We finish it up at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television every Saturday afternoon, always at ericasher.com, always on the WLA-TV YouTube page, and always on our social media platforms, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook. So a lot to talk about. On today's program, look, I've been promising you this now for about uh, really going back to last week. Uh, Renee Nato of ChrisleySports.com did some great research on the on the recruiting classes that uh, Ed Ogeron has recruited for LSU since he has been there. And uh, look, we all got sucked into top five recruiting classes. What we didn't do, which is what Renee did, was our homework to be able to figure out, okay, how many of these guys actually made the campus? How many actually made an impact? Uh, you know, it's one thing having a projected top five class. It's a whole nother thing in terms of getting those guys on campus, developing them, uh, letting them, again, have an opportunity to be able to help LSU. And then, of course, for, for I'm not going to say the majority, but for some of them, the reason why they come to LSU is an opportunity to go to the National Football League. And then, again, how do, they, how do they fare there? So we're going to get into that in just a moment. Also, uh, we'll talk about realignment for Tulane and, and the American Athletic Conference today. Uh, yesterday, we teased you just a little bit about a regional realignment between the Sun Belt, uh, Conference USA, and, and also a, the American Athletic Conference. Uh, there was a, a meeting yesterday, uh, supposedly, again, today, according to Ross Dellinger, 
Uh, that's kind of boiled down to two conferences, which is Conference USA and the American. Sun Belt looks like it's on the outside looking in at this point. Uh, so we'll get into that. We'll talk a little bit about what Ross had to say today in Sports Illustrated. Uh, and then we'll go through again what the proposed conferences are uh, in, in terms of, again, regionalization. We'll go with, again, the first regionalization plan and then, again, the subsequent regionalization plan that's going to be put forth in a letter from the Conference USA um, athletic, uh, from the Conference USA uh, president. Uh, and uh, that will be sent to the American, uh, and uh, then they'll probably try to figure this out. Although, again, the Americans already said they're not interested in regionalization. They would rather cherry-pick teams to be able to replace the teams they've lost to the Big 12. So we'll talk about that. If we have time, we'll get into the Pelicans. Pelicans' uh, preseason ended last night. And look, first of all, let me say this. Fool's goal, fool's goal, fool's goal. You know it. Pelicans won the preseason the last two last two years and never made it to the playoffs. So this year, again, without Brandon Ingram, without Zion, again, they, they, they struggled in the preseason. So if we get a chance, we'll talk about that as well. Uh, but uh, we may not have time considering, again, the, the guest list and everything else we have to cover this afternoon. If not, we'll, we'll talk about it tomorrow. Pelicans are not going anywhere. They don't start their season until next uh, next week, again, the 20th, at the Smoothie King Center against the, seven, against the 76ers. So let, let's jump into this. Rene Nato, ChrisEsports.com. Again, he, he's, he's famous for tracking players that, again, uh, played in Louisiana high schools that make it to the NFL. Uh, he's a great X and O guy. He does a lot of color on, on, on a lot of collegiate broadcasts. Um, again, he covers the Saints, LSU, Tulane, uh, uh, for CrestedSports.com. And, look, his columns are, no, are very, very cerebral. He really did, does a deep dive. That's why one of the reasons why I love uh, having Renee on the program, TV and radio, but also I love what he does for CrestedSports.com. We'll start with the 2017 class, as he did, okay? Um, and the 2017 class produced, and I'm just going to read, out, read uh, you know, excerpts from his, um, his article. Uh, it produced many stars. A host, again, which are current uh, NFL talent like Patrick Queen, uh, Sadiq Charles, Jacoby Stevens, Miles Brennan, uh, Grant Delpit, uh, Tyler Shelvin, Jacob uh, Phillips, Ed Ingram, uh, LeChavion Chasson, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Justin Jefferson, and Racy McMath. Okay, those were the, were the ones that, that, that have either made, made it to the NFL or, again, have had good collegiate careers thus far. Uh, but there were some misses in 17. Offensive tackle Seth Stewart was a three-star three rub uh, from, uh, from uh, Point Pleasant, West Virginia. He got homesick and left before the season. Defensive tackle Justin Thomas, a three-star from Spanish Fort, Alabama, uh, has been at a, a UAB for the last two seasons. He transferred. Quarterback uh, Louis, uh, uh, Luel Norcis was a four-star from St. James, considered the fifth-best dual-threat uh, quarterback in the class. Uh, he transferred to Mississippi Golf Close uh, Community College in 2018 and then went on to uh, Texas-San uh, Antonio where he was a backup. Uh, wide receiver cornerback Manny Netherly was a four-star. Uh, 11 appearances as a Tiger. He left foul in 2018. Uh, linebacker Tyler Taylor was a four-star. He had off-the-field issues and was dismissed from the team. Okay, that's the 2017 class. 2018. Uh, the, the, that class was, was, was ranked a disappointing 15th in the nation. It started with 22 signees, but was a, it was a disaster with 12 that either left or had been non-contributors. Some of the stars of that class were Terrence Marshall, who was a five-star. Jamar Chase was a four-star. Uh, Damone Clark, Damian Lewis, 
Jason Hines, a four-star. But there were a lot of misses. First of all, Kelvin Joseph, four-star from Scotlandville. One season with the Tigers, got suspended in the Fiesta Bowl, transferred to uh, Kentucky, and eventually was drafted by the Dallas Cowboys in the second round of the, of the, 2020, of the 2021 draft. Darrell Cherry was a defensive tackle, four-star from Dallas. He's still on the squad, but he hasn't contributed. He's got 10 stops, three tackles for losses, 1.5 sacks, and 10 games over three seasons. Uh, so, again, that's, that's not a lot of production uh, when, when you start talking about um, uh, when you talk, talk about Cherry. Trevez Moore, four-star out of Bastrop. Number one weak side defensive end in the JUCO ranks when he was signed. He's now at Arizona State. He has six tackles, two tackles for loss, and a sack this season. Defensive tackle Davin, Davin Cotton was a four-star out of Evangel. He played two games at LSU, recorded three tackles. He's now at Southern. Uh, offensive tackle Dare Rosenthal, a four-star from Faraday, had, had some problems off the field. He was a red shirt in 2018, three starts in 2019, five starts in 20. He never got never got in step with the program, according to uh, uh, to uh, Renee. That's again saying again he was suspended constantly. Well, the, the the reason it was given was again smoking marijuana, um, and uh, so again uh, he's now a starter at Kentucky and, and is probably going to be drafted as an NFL player. Uh, athlete Keenan Jones out of Berwick. Uh, he had two appearances with LSU. He was a four-star recruit. He transferred to Nichols following the 2018 season. Chris Curry, everybody remembers Chris Curry, four-star. Uh, again, 5'11", 215. Two games at LSU, 91 carries, 336 yards. He's at Utah now. He's a backup and a special teams player. Uh, offensive uh, center Cole Smith was a three-star out of Poc- uh, Pocono, uh, Mississippi. A, a freshman, his freshman year at LSU, uh, he stayed there, but he transferred to Mississippi State where he has now made 12 starts. He's a starter for Mississippi State now. Defensive tackle Nelson Jenkins, three-star out of Plaquemine. He had one game at LSU. He was a sophomore. He's now a sophomore starter at Southeastern. Dominique uh, Livingston is a nose tackle, three-star out of Houston. Had one game uh, for the Tigers against Rice. He transferred to Kilgore Juco College and has since dropped off the map. Tight end, Zach Schaefer, three-star out of Ponte Verde, uh, uh, Beach, Florida. Uh, Has no stats at LSU. He's in the transfer portal. Uh, Running back, uh, Trey Province, three-star out of Gurley, Alabama. Had two games at LSU with four carries. Got 13 yards. Has not played since 2018. Transferred to Alabama A&M in 2021. And then Denzel Scott. Out of Faraday, uh, spent the 2018 season at LSU. He is now at Grambling. Okay, so that's already two classes where we've seen all these defections, guys that never even made it to campus, guys that made it to campus, played one or two games and they're gone. Okay, so we're going to take a quick break. We come back. We're going to talk about the 2019 class, which is rated as the fifth best in the country. Okay, we'll get into that next. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host Eric Asher. Uh, again, uh, don't forget about my friends at Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating. If you have an issue with your AC system, heating system, generator, tankless water heater, you need uh, help with electrical system as, as well, call Burkhart. They are there for you. 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home. And, yes, truly a company you can trust. Nate certified technicians, high certification in the industry. But most importantly, as I mentioned, a company you can trust. Never doing the work that's unnecessary. Never trying to gouge you. Never trying to cheat you. They want you to be a customer for life. In a jam, think acpromise.com. That's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com. Marty McFly mornings, the best country for the North Shore all day. And the conversations New Orleans are having every afternoon happens on 1061 Nash Icon. 
and online anytime at NashFM1061.com. This report is sponsored by News Nation. All too often, the media are ignoring the everyday heroics of our policemen and women. Well, that changes on News Nation. Dan Abrams and his live PD sidekick Sticks are back in prime time on Dan Abrams Live, weeknights at 8, 7 central on News Nation. Delays remain heavy if you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway in the Crescent City Connection from Lafayette Street to the O'Keefe Howard Avenue exit. Along the westbound side along the Pontchartrain Expressway, delays remain steady from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit and delays pick back up along the West Bank Expressway on the westbound side from just past Ames Boulevard to Avondale. 10 eastbound, your delays are solid from Loyola to Power and then delays pick back up from just past Elysian Fields to the high rise. Look out for delays that are steady on 10 westbound from Morrison to Downman. And then they pick back up on 10 westbound from Causeway to just past Clearview. Look out for delays on the 610 on the eastbound side from St. Bernard to the 10610 merge. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes, ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportspeed is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice fillets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportspeed is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportspeed Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can handle. Hi folks, trust is what Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. If your AC ever fails, you can trust Burkhardt to be there quick, get you back up and running. If you need a new AC, trust Burkhardt to treat you with respect, to help you save with a fair price, do the job right. As my good friend John Burkhardt always says, trust is the foundation of our business, just ask our customers. For air conditioning this season, trust Burkhardt. Visit acpromise.com, that's acpromise.com, and tell them Eric sent you. Ray Stovall Plumbing, 504-373-5733. Locally owned and operated, fully licensed and insured, Ray Stovall Plumbing is a full-service plumbing company that can handle all of your plumbing needs, including gas testing and permitting, as well as video inspections. We always have a master plumber in the field, and all employees are drug tested and background checked. Serving the South Shore and North Shore with service on Saturdays, that's Ray Stovall Plumbing, 504-373-5733. 504-373-5733. 
Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. Chris Gordy of Locked On SEC Podcast will join us at 435. Mike Triplett of ESPN will join us at 535. In the second hour, we'll talk about the realignment uh, for Tulane and the American Athletic Conference. If we have time, we'll jump into some bells. Uh, and, of course, we'll talk Saints with Mike Triplett. We'll talk SEC LSU with uh, Chris Gordy at 435. All right. Renee Nato had a great article in CrestedSports.com. It was written on October the 7th. Uh, where Renee does a deep dive into, again, Ed Ogeron's recruiting classes. Ed Ogeron was, uh, was, uh, took over the reins as LSU's interim head coach on October 1st, 2016. Uh, again, um, and his first incoming class was 2017. Uh, 2017, I've gone over. 2018, I've gone over. 17 players from the 2017 and the 2018 class either didn't make it at LSU, ended up transferring, or again, were non-factors within the program. That's almost a full class, okay? Think about that for a second. That's almost a full class when you're talking about 17 defections in two classes, okay? And we haven't even got to 2019 yet. Uh, the 2019 class was rated the fifth-best class in the country. 25 players were inked. 11 of those either transferred or contributed very little. There were some success stories. Derek Stingley Jr., Trey Palmer, Jay Ward, Cordell Flott, Joseph Evans, Cade York, uh, Quentin Skinner. Uh, but then again, as, as uh, Renee writes, here are some misfires. Misfires, pardon me. Tight end T.J. McClendon, three-star out of Western uh, Mississippi. One season at LSU, caught one pass. He's now a defensive end in Eastern Kentucky. Sonia Fagnana, uh, three-star out of Mesa, Arizona, still on the roster. He returned last week. He's had on and off the, uh, on and off the field issues. He chipped in with seven tackles and one tackle for loss. Um, Kendall McCullum is a three-star out of Oxford, Alabama. Uh, he, got, he played in two games for LSU. He's now in the transfer portal. Thomas Perry, three-star out of Turlings Catholic. His dad and his grandfather played at LSU. Uh, as much help, help as LSU needs on the offensive line, according to Renee, he's only made two appearances in three seasons. Uh, Peter Parrish, quarterback, four-star out of Phoenix City, Alabama. Didn't see the field at LSU. Transferred to Memphis where he's a backup. Linebacker, Dante Starks. Starks, pardon me. Uh, Four-star to John Eric, one of the best that is in, uh, is in the state of his position in the 2019 class. One season, no stats, dismissed from the team following arrest for possession of a handgun and attempted to flee from, from police. Pardon me. Tight end offensive lineman Ray Parker, a four-star lineman out of Ruston. One season, dismissed after a battery charge. Uh, nose tackle, Apu Ika. Four-star to Salt Lake City. Spent 2019 and part of 2020 with the Tigers. He had 17 stops, 1.5 tackles for loss. He followed uh, uh, Dave Aranda to Baylor, where he now has six tackles on the season. Uh, some of these names are going to be really familiar to you. Uh, defensive back Maurice Hampton, four-star to Memphis, Tennessee. Came to LSU with a lot of fanfare. He was the guy that was supposed to play baseball and football. He played in 13 games in football. He had five starts. He made 15 appearances in baseball. Uh, it's speculated he's now going to concentrate on his ma Major League Baseball prospects, no longer with the team. Cardell Thomas, four-star at a Southern Lab. The poster child, as, as Renee puts it, for major disappointments in LSU recruiting. Many thought he would not only be a starter, be all, be all SEC within two years. He's played one game in three years. Marcel Brooks, five-star, Flower Mound, Texas. One star, one season at LSU as an, offense, uh, sorry, as an outside linebacker. He's now a wide receiver. At TCU, he's got two catches for 16 yards this season, two tackles on special teams last season. 
That's the 2019 class. That was that Ballyhooed class that everybody went crazy over. And as you can see, 11 of those players either have made no impact or are gone from LSU. Okay, so that was 17. You can add another 11 to that. Okay, on, on, so, uh, you know, you're, you're at that point, which are 28 players in three classes that, again, made no impact for you, none at all. And then the 2020 class, okay, um, Renee says that the 2020 class is still in its formidable stages. Eli Ricks, Kayshawn Booty, uh, Ali Gay, B.J. Aljolari, uh, Jacqueline Roy, Max Johnson are already success stories. But he says the jury's out on others. He says that, that he would guess that five to six may see greener pastures following this season, and there have been three departures to date. T.J. Finley, three-star out of Ponchatoula, quarterback, five starts at LSU, transferred to Auburn where he's backing up Bo Nix. Defensive tackle Eric Taylor, five-star out of Trussell, Alabama, uh, did not see the field at LSU, is now in the transfer portal. Tight end Eric Gilbert, five-star to Marietta, Georgia, 35 uh, catches for 368 yards, two touchdowns as a freshman, but transferred to Georgia with no stats, and his issues are well chronicled, as, as uh, uh, Renee puts it. He's been, Renee's a very nice guy, by the way. He, he puts it very, very mildly there. Dude's got some issues, real issues, okay? Uh, now, that's four signing classes in all with, with 93 new Tigers were added, but 31 of those have either left or flamed out. According to according to um, uh, to Renee, thirty one have either again left or flamed out. Now, he goes on to say, does LSU have enough talent to, to compete in the SEC? Yes, but again, not as much as we've been telling ourselves repeatedly. You add that, okay, the thirty one of the ninety three players that you recruited uh, since twenty seventeen, thirty one, a third of those players gone, just gone. Not even they don't even play for LSU. Some of these guys highly touted. Uh, coming out of high school. You add that to, again, the musical chairs of coaches and coordinators and everything else that's going on at LSU. Uh, the, the situations off the field with the sexual assaults, uh, again, the Title IX violations. We can go on and on and on on why this is a train wreck just two years after the greatest season in the history of college football, uh, an undefeated season, a national championship season, a Heisman Trophy uh, for Joe Burrow, uh, accolades for almost every, uh, uh, every major player on that team, including, including the offensive line, where three of those players are still on this team right now, which was considered the best offensive line in football. Now, you want to tell me, again, that that's not a fall from grace? Number one, it, it comes down to recruiting the right players. You're always going to have defectors, especially today in the transfer portal era. There's no doubt about it. Kid sees the guys in front of him. He believes that, again, he deserves playing time. He's going to go seek greener pastures so he can get on the field. So you're going to see that. That's going to happen. It happens. But, again, between the off-the-field issues with arrest, the individuals not going to class, uh, and then, of course, guys that just became bust, that just couldn't make it in the SEC, that were misses. You know, projecting, look, these are all projections, right? When, you're, when we look at these things, when it comes time for National Signing Day, we get all the, uh, all the, uh, uh, the, the scouting reports from everybody from around the country on what they saw. Look, I used to say a long time ago when, when I first started this thing, almost 20, well, now, now as we're going into our 20th year, uh, I never bought into, uh, again, a lot of these guys that, that, were, that were grading high school um, uh, talent. Because back then, when, when I first started, you know, everything everybody was regurgitating what somebody else was saying. Why? Because they couldn't see these players. Okay, now it's a different world. With, again, the Internet, the ability to watch games online, to be able to, again, scout these guys, you can get a better feel for what a player looks like and not just be regurgitating what somebody from that area of the, of the country uh, had to say about a player. 
But at the same time, you got to be able to project that player uh, to, to what they're going to do within, within your program. You know, again, and I've talked about offensive line and defensive line is the hardest ones. Because in a lot of cases, you've got a big offensive lineman and a defensive lineman, and they're playing against kids that in a lot of cases are they're dwarfing. So how do, you, how do you, again, project somebody that is physically manhandling the guy across from him for four years because he's just that big, and then when he gets into the SEC, he's playing against guys just as big or, or bigger, faster, stronger. It's hard to be able to figure that out. And of course, you don't know what's in the kid's heart either. Does the kid want to play? Does the kid want to be, want to be good? Does he, does he want to have an opportunity one day to play in the NFL? What are his goals? And then, of course, the ability to be able to develop players. And that's on the coaches. And if you have a coaching carousel like Ed Ogeron's had with a revolving door of different coordinators, different coaches, different schemes, I mean, again, you are where you are now. Okay, we, I mean, that added with the off-the-field situation Ed Ogeron's put himself in. Look, his personal life is his personal life, and I've said this before. He's a grown man. He can do whatever he wants to do. But the thing is, again, he also is representing Louisiana State University as a head coach, which means he's got to go sit in, in these parents' living room and convince them to bring the, let their kid go to LSU, and he's going to take care of them. I mean, it's one thing to sit down and eat the gumbo and you know, all the other stuff that we laugh about, and blah, blah, blah. But it's another thing, again, to convince these kids to come to LSU when you're having to go against the Texas A&Ms and the Alabamas and the Georgias of the world just in your own backyard. So this is self-inflicted wounds, ladies and gentlemen, plain and simple. Plain and simple. You did not recruit the right athletes. You lost a third of them during your tenure here. You, again, almost, almost identical to what Les Miles did. Les Miles inherited Nick Saban's players. He got a national championship out of it. In a lot of cases, even though Ed Ogeron was the recruiting coordinator, he inherited Les Miles' players and turned it into a national championship with, again, a once-in-a-lifetime quarterback. And the, uh, the, the, the smart move, and I'll say the smart move, of going out and getting a guy like Joe Brady to be able to, again, work his plays in with Steve, Steve Ensminger as the offensive coordinator. All that turned into a magical 2019 season that we'll never forget. But it's what have you done for me in, in, in high-stakes college football? And that's why Ed Ogeron finds himself walking the plank today. You can't have a 30-year recruiting class defect on you during, over a four-year period, and you can't have, an, have a situation where, again, you have the carousel of coaches that, that we've seen as well. All this is going on with Ed Ogeron right now. Is that again, he, he is fighting for his job, which, again, is a fight that he's going to lose. It's all self-inflicted wounds, period, the end. He went from a guy that was supposed to be the CEO, and he had learned mistakes from the past, to now a guy that, again, is meddling in every part of, 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 the, um, of, of the football team because he feels like he has to because he has inexperienced assistants. That's on Ed Ogeron. Ed Ogeron needs to look in the mirror and see again why there's been this downward spiral of the program under, under his watch. It's on Ed Ogeron and Ed Ogeron period. All right, we'll take a break. Chris Gordy's going to join us on the program. By the way, if you'd like to read that article, uh, I have it on my social media platforms, but also you can always go to CrestedSports.com. It is, again, a one-stop shop for all the local sports news you want to know. You want to know about high school, they got you covered. Saints, LSU, Tulane, Pelicans, uh, again, uh, Southland Conference, you name it, they cover it from A to Z. And just some of the great writers that we have in this city that are on CrestedSports.com. And Renee Nato is one of them. Congratulations, Renee. Just a fantastic article. Great research. And, again, a guy like me thanks you because I love good research and being able to pass that along to our audience. All right. 
Don't forget about my friends at Southern Tire, Hickory and Airline in Metairie. I'm going to say it again, folks. Man, I tell you what, so much debris around the roads. It is tough, man. Yeah, look, you, you can't sit around trying to figure you're going you're gonna to be able to miss a nail here, a nail there. It just happens. If you, if you get a flat tire, you have an issue, bring it over to Southern Tire. Largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area, bar none. Uh, something for everyone's budget. Wheels and tires up to 30 inches and financing is available. And then when it comes to your engine, ASC certified technicians, same diagnostic equipment you have in the dealership. And I'll say even more. I'll take it a step further. They have more diagnostic equipment than the dealership, something the dealerships don't even have, okay, because that's what Tony Piazza has done in his time uh, since 1972, owning Southern Tire. Okay, uh, just making sure that he, he's got every, everything covered when it comes to your vehicle. Want a company you can trust when it comes to your vehicle, whether it's a fleet account or your own personal vehicle, it's Southern Tire. Hickory and Airline in Metairie, open since 1972, open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3. Uh, 504-737-1558 is the phone number. Go to southerntire.com. Uh, check out everything that they provide for their customers, including a diagnostic page. Where if you've got problems with the engine, Go ahead and put your problem in and troubleshoot it on, on the diagnostic page and then bring it over to Southern Tire and let them repair it for you. Southern Tire, Hickory and Airline in Metairie, owned by the Piazza family since 1972. Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Oppoly. At Southern Tire Auto Works, we do it all. Whether it's a simple oil change, wheel alignment, preventive maintenance, brake repair, installation of a custom exhaust or suspension system. If you need repairs on climate control systems, cooling systems, electronic or electrical systems, we are the experts. At Southern Tire Auto Works, we are truly your one-stop shop for all your automotive needs. Hickory and Airline in Metairie open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. till 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Hi, Eric Asher. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. Hey, Eric, 17 years later, we're still open 24-7. Yeah, your sign ought to read, sorry, we're open. Come on, man, 24 hours a day? You know how tough that is? That's a real service to the community. Yeah, the Poison Control Center is open 24 hours, too. Uh, the TikTok Cafe, where the gluten is always free, intersection of I-10 and Causeway, also known as the intersection of salmonella and high cholesterol. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com, acpromise.com, and tell them Eric sent you. CMR Roofing presents Lee Price. 
Randy Hauser and Colt Ford in concert at the Cajun Dome. Get tickets now for the Raging Country Crawl at RagingCC.com. Sponsored by CMR Roofing. Don't miss Lee Bryce, Randy Hauser, and Colt Ford. November 7th, benefiting Louisiana hurricane victims. Get tickets now at RagingCC.com. An MF Entertainment production. Susan, it's so great to finally be able to get together again. Oh, it sure is. And I really appreciate you picking up the bill. I'm happy to. I've got the extra cash. Since we've all been driving so much more again, I've been using GetUpside, the free gas app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the GetUpside app? Yes, up to 25 cents a gallon. Cash back every time I buy gas. Does that actually add up to anything? Some months I make 200 to 300 bucks. What? Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free GetUpside app now. Download the free GetUpside app now in the App Store or Google Play to save up to 25 cents a gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code FALL for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to 50 cents a gallon on your next fill-up. You can cash out anytime to PayPal or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code FALL for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code FALL. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6. It is my pleasure to bring on my good friend Chris Gordy of uh, Locked On SEC Podcast. Chris, how are you, bud? Good to talk with you, man. Hey, Eric, good to talk with you, man. How you been? Doing good, doing good, Chris. Doing doing really good. Hope you're doing well. And uh, again, for those of you that uh, used to listen to Chris on the old uh, uh, Sports 1280, of course, um, um, in, in in the morning, of course, we were, I was doing um, uh, middays uh, uh, over at that station. Uh, and, of course, Chris is doing a lot in, in Houston now and, of course, part of the uh, uh, SEC, uh, Locked on SEC podcast. Uh, Chris, uh, I hope things are going well for you, my friend. Yeah, going good. I actually just uh, finished off a road trip, went to Lexington this weekend. My wife went to uh, Kentucky, so yes. got to see the, uh, the embarrassment of the LSU football program in person. So that was uh, – that was a lot of fun. I think the the, uh, the cherry on the ice cream Sunday was in the fourth quarter when they played Call It Baton Rouge, oh. and all the Kentucky fans were clapping and uh, enjoying their win. Nothing against them. Uh, nope. Much success to Kentucky, but, man, LSU is in a bind right now. Well, I tell you what, and, and look, look, and, and look, you you've got a, a split allegiance in your house, right? With your your wife being a Kentucky graduate, you being an LSU graduate, um, from from again just by years of, of again watching LSU football, and I mentioned this earlier last week again that you know when you look at the schedule starting the season and you see Kentucky on the schedule whether it's home or away, you're circling as a W. And, and, and uh, you know, again, Kentucky normally when they see LSU going on the schedule, they're looking at it and they're, they're a little fearful. Maybe they might think it might be one of those years like the triple overtime win, you know, where, where again, they, they got LSU for the most part. Uh, again, uh, throughout my lifetime, uh, LSU has beaten Kentucky. Uh, it had to, it had to be tough sitting in that stadium on Saturday night because I know they were like, – it wasn't basketball season, right? It was football season. So I'm sure that they were just <laughs> loving every moment of it. Well, it's not only that, Eric. I mean, look, you take it – to the extent of, you know, if LSU loses to Alabama, okay, that's one thing. But you're talking about dating back to last year. You have losses to Mississippi State, Missouri, and now Kentucky. Those are programs LSU should not be losing to. I mean, you're you're a better program than those schools, so uh, or should be at least. So I think that's ultimately what's going to be the nail in, in Coach O's coffin. Look, everybody loves O the man.
Okay, we lose Chris. Why don't you go ahead and redial Chris up? I'll do a quick live here. Chris Gordy is, uh, is with us again from Locked on SEC Podcast. Uh, don't forget about my friends over at uh, Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. If you're in the market for a generator, uh, think Burkhardt. Burkhardt's got you covered. Again, uh, with uh, 15 trucks in the field and a 30-minute courtesy call, they can get to you quickly. But also, again, they'll sit down with you, do a consultation, find out what you're looking for in terms of a generator, put you on the calendar, and you get a single-day install. Remember, financing is available with generators. You can finance that, finance that over time. Also, a new, in- new install quality check after one month. Uh, at Burkhart, they have 24-7, 365 emergency service for generators and a warehouse fully stocked with all the parts you need for your generator. If you've utilized your generator $100 during the last storm season, you have to get it serviced by professional. Burkhart can do that for you. Think Burkhart when it comes to generator sales and service. That's Burkhart Air Conditioning and Eating, Generator Sales and Service, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. All right, do we have him back? Chris, yeah, you with you us? Okay, Chris, so I want you had, you had mentioned that they they lost the three teams they had lost to last year, that uh, Missouri, Texas A&M, and, of course, Kentucky this year. They should be beating them. Uh, this is not Alabama, and, and then we lost you. Yeah, I was just going to say that, that, you know, everybody loves O and what he means. You know, we'll always remember the 2019 season and all that, but ultimately the CEO coaching model only is going to work when you make tremendous – you know, assistant hires. And right now you made an offensive coordinator hired, a defensive coordinator hired that are both a little bit questionable. Um, you know, there were a lot of great names out there in the market. You didn't get them. You had to settle for some backups. And ultimately you got to have a coach who's going to be able to say, what's next? What's new? What can I do? What's the next big move? Instead of, well, we had great success in 2019. So let me just keep going back to the well on that. And ask those guys who they think I should hire. And that's just, you shouldn't be in that predicament. You should be a, a program attracting the biggest names, not having to hunt down, hey, who's going to help me hit lightning in a bottle again like Joe Brady did? So ultimately, I think it's going to be the demise of Ogeron. I don't know where he's going to end up. I heard one theory this week that said Lane Kiffin's going to be the first one on the phone calling him. The minute you fire Ogeron, Kiffin's going to call him and hire him to come be his recruiting coordinator at Ole Miss. That mm-hmm. would certainly be a big hit for LSU because nobody knows Louisiana better than O. And uh, sure. that would certainly hurt LSU, but you can't worry about that. If you're LSU, mm-hmm. you've got to worry about yourself. And right now where this program is, Ogeron just doesn't have it trending in the right direction, and that's why I think they're going to make a move eventually. I'll go back to recruiting. I, I read an article to the to the audience before we, we brought you on by, uh, again, uh, uh, our colleague Renee, Renee Nato of CrestedSports.com, in which, again, he breaks down the four classes that Ed Ogeron has recruited. 93 players, but a third of those, 31, either, again, left the program or did nothing for the program. That's a third of the players that you've recruited over the last four years. That and the coaching carousel are two of the reasons why, again, he will not be LSU's coach next year. Yeah, it's one thing to be a great recruiter, Eric, and bring in great talent. It's another thing to develop them and get the best out of them. And unfortunately for LSU, they've hit a lot of duds or, or, you know, just brought in guys who haven't developed. And you're always going to have that. You're going to have a five-star who doesn't pan out. But it feels like LSU has had more duds than hits in the past four or five years. And Mm -hmm. it reminds me a little bit of what Texas was doing under Tom Herman. Tom Herman was bringing in, you know, top ten recruiting classes. He just didn't develop the talent. And ultimately that led to his demise and firing at the University of Texas because I thought Tom Herman was a great offensive line when he was winning big at Houston and sure. ultimately didn't work out Didn't work out of Texas. So um, that's what you're going to have to need. You're going to need a, a coach, at least one that is a specialist on either offense or defense. I don't care which way you go, but that guy needs to be 
you know, the focus of, of his game plan and everything needs to be one or the other. And right now with O, he's a D-line coach, but he seems to be clueless when it comes to the defense, and you can't have that. I just looked at, you know, Mark Stoops on the other sideline for Kentucky. He's part right. of all the defensive, defensive game plans every week, week, week in and week out. He's fully in charge of that defense. And look at what Kentucky's done defensively the last couple of years. They've been mm-hmm. one of the leaders getting guys in the draft left and right. So, um, you know, you got to find somebody who's a specialist at one or the other. you got to have great assistance. But even when you look at Lane Kiffin, he's an offensive uh, guru who he has Jeff Levy, who he's kind of deferred to calling plays this year as his OC. But at the end of the day, Lane Kiffin is the one, you know, responsible for the plays on offense. And so I just think the CEO model, it, it worked for a little while. But if you don't mm-hmm. have the great assistants, look at Sam Pittman in Arkansas. He's got two great assistants in Barry Odom and Kendall Browse. But he's probably going to lose one, if not both of them, this offseason. And when he does, if he doesn't make the right hires, Arkansas is going to be right back below, sure. you know, below, below 500 in the SEC. I'm with you, Chris. And, again, uh, I mean, the, the coaching carousel has something to do with the development of players as well. You can't keep bringing in new voices every other year, every year, and expect, again, kids to continue to develop on an, uh, on an upward trajectory. It just doesn't happen. Yeah, there's only one guy who's good at that, and uh, he rests in Tuscaloosa. So yeah. Nick Saban is uh, the only one that could seemingly do that. Yeah, but he's reloading with assistance as good as he lost. That's the key. Exactly. I mean, when, you know, when, when he loses somebody, again, he brings in somebody just as good or better. And ultimately what you got to have is if you do, you know, if you're moving on, what is that head coach specialty? We know Saban is always going to have great defenses because he's the one constant. He's the end-all, be-all when it comes to here's what we're doing defensively. He's the one to answer for it. So I just feel like whoever the next hire is, again, I, I, I could hear an argument either way, whether it's an offensive guy or a defensive guy, but it's got to be a guy that specializes on one side of the ball, and it's the guy who has the final say on everything when it comes to that side of the ball, as opposed to the CEO who's just going to defer to all of his assistants. Chris Gordy, Locked on SEC Podcast. Our guest, Chris, you know a little bit about Scott Woodward. What do you think he's thinking? You know, I saw him on the sidelines at, at Kroger Field on Saturday night, and you know, somebody pointed out, they said the Board of, the board of, Supervi- or board of Regents, rather, they, they make one uh, road trip a year all, all together as a group, and this was the week that they decided to make a trip and so on the sideline, I saw the, you know, the LSU school president, there's Scott Woodward, a lot of the big wigs. And it was embarrassing on Saturday night. They saw it firsthand right there in front of them. So um, everything I've been, I've been told and I've heard is that Scott Woodward has already had the ball in motion week one when all the alums made that big trip to UCLA and they were embarrassed there. Um, the wheels were already in motion. So they're making phone calls. They're talking to agents. You can't talk specifically to coaches. But you can talk to agents right now and the agents of those coaches and put out feelers. So everything I've heard is that Scott Woodward has already been doing that. Uh, we know he goes big game hunting. He did so at, yep. at Washington when he hired Chris, you know, Chris Peterson. He did so at A&M when he hired Jimbo. And, and look, Buzz Williams hasn't won yet at basketball, but Buzz Williams is a great hire to steal him from Virginia Tech. So, uh, and, and now what he's done with Kim Mulkey, the mm-hmm. women's basketball team, and Man, you know, you can question the Jay Johnson hire and say, I don't know if that was the right guy, but as soon as that guy hit the podium and you heard him talk, you went, all right, this guy's <laughs> yeah, going to win for right baseball. So, yes. uh, you know, we'll see what they do. Again, you're going to want a big-name hire. I just had a friend who uh, I was talking to over the weekend. He's got season tickets, and he said, you know, he was reached out to by LSU this past week, and they were already sending him a three-year contract renewal. And he's going, whoa, 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 let's, let's pump the brakes here. Let me see who the new, new coach is going to be before I re-up for three more years. And I think that's important. I think you got to have a mix of the right fit, the right hire, but also a name that's sexy enough to the fan base 
that gets them excited about buying tickets and renewal in, in this program. And I say that to say, you know, is that a, is that a Jamie Chadwell at Coastal Carolina? Look, he's done mm-hmm. a great job turning that program around. But is that a name that's going to get the fan base excited? Luke Fickle at Cincinnati, done great, a great job there. Beat Notre Dame just two weeks ago. But is mm-hmm. that a name that's going to make everybody run to the ticket office to buy tickets? Kim Mulkey did. Kim Mulkey was a name that got everybody excited about women's yep. basketball. So I just – it's going to be interesting. I know he's going to go big, big, big name, big game hunting. But I just wonder who that name is going to be. We've heard those two names. Any other names you've heard? Uh, James Franklin is a name that intrigues me at Penn State. I know he's, he's lost some of the big games that he's played there. Uh, but, man, every year he's been there at Penn State. It seems like they've been a top 10, top 15 type team. Um, the guy won at Vanderbilt, for Christ's sake. So, you know, you know he could coach. And I, I've had the chance to interview him twice uh, when he's come to Houston for the Bear Bryant Awards. Great guy. When you talk to him, he's very personable, looks you in the eye. And you could tell already that's how he wins recruits. That's how he, you know, when he's sitting in the living rooms with moms and dads. Very, very nice guy. So I think he would win at LSU. I think he would recruit well. Um, he would have the best talent he's ever had. Let's be real. Going from Vanderbilt to, you know, like the Penn State, I think he would absolutely win at a program like LSU. And I don't think he would be, would be afraid of the challenge. The problem is, does he have incentive to leave Penn State? He's doing a good job there, and they love him there. And I'm sure they'll give him a pay raise if he asks for it. So, that's a name I would start with. I know a lot of people are looking at Jimbo. I just feel like, man, after beating Alabama this past week, mm-hmm. he's developed a foundation there. I think he really believes in what he's building there, and it would just be hard to pull him away. Look, if they had lost 32 nothing to Alabama this past weekend and they ride a three-game losing streak, yeah, both sides might be looking at it going, all right, Jimbo can mm-hmm. leave a and probably like, all right, well, don't let the door hit you on the way out. But I think Jimbo is, is going to be locked in there in, in College Station. I don't think he's leaving. And, of course, some of the other names, one, one dark horse name I was told to keep an eye on is Dan Lanning, the defensive coordinator at Georgia. Kirby Smart is responsible for a lot of that defense, but Lanning's been there the last couple of years, and he's a young guy. He's only 35. He's a name that, just to keep an eye on, he may not end up at LSU, but he's a rising star, uh, everybody that you talk to about him. So I would at least reach out and interview him because that guy is a defensive guru, and, man, look no further than where Georgia ranks defensively in every category yes. this year. They're, they're phenomenal. No doubt about it. Let's talk SEC for just got about two minutes left. You mentioned the big win by Texas A&M over the weekend. That puts Georgia in the catbird seat uh, for the SEC title and, of course, maybe again uh, uh, the, the national title. I wouldn't count Alabama out yet. How about yourself? No, I, I think Alabama's still going to get in, and I hate saying that because I'd love for them to get another loss along the way. But you know, ultimately I think what's going to happen is they're going to run the table and they're going to meet Georgia in the SEC title game, and if they win that game, they're back into the playoff. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say Georgia can't beat Alabama. I think they can, and if they do, if Alabama has two losses, I think they're out. They're probably going to a New Year's Six Bowl, but they're out of the playoff. But I, I, I would not put it out. You know, Nick Saban is, is great at doing this. They, they lose, on average, one game a year since he's been there, but every mm-hmm. single time it seems like even with the one loss, he finds a way to get into the postseason, into that college football playoff. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't count them out. The big one this weekend is going to be Kentucky going to, to Georgia. Like I said, uh, that Kentucky team is really, really good. And right. if they can find a way to keep it low scoring and keep it close in the fourth quarter, I think Kentucky's going to have a chance. But, man, they're going to have to keep it very, very low scoring because if Georgia's able to put up a couple touchdowns, I don't know if Kentucky's going to be, an- be able to answer on this defense for Georgia. But, uh, yeah, it feels like Georgia's most likely going to run the table. And, uh, again, even if they lose to Bama in the SEC title game, I think Georgia's still in. 
Florida visits LSU, 11 a.m. kickoff on ESPN. Your thoughts? I cannot remember the last time, Eric, that LSU was a double-digit underdog in Tiger Stadium to a team mm. not named Alabama. I mean, right. just think back for the past 10, 15 years, and it doesn't seem like something that's ever happened. Even the Tebow years, when, when Tebow was there, you were never a double-digit underdog. So, um, and, and as far as Florida goes, man, last time they were a double-digit favorite in Batteries, you probably have to go back to the Spurrier games 20 years ago. So, it's, it's uncharted territories. I, I just think Emory Jones and that offense, they've had some hiccups, but he's so good at running the football. I don't know if LSU's going to have an answer for him. Their linebacker play's been so bad. It just feels like it's going to be a game that Florida wins, something like 31-21 or 38-28, something like that. I think LSU will rebound. Their offense will get back on track a little bit more this week. But, man, Max Johnson's so inconsistent, can't hit the deep ball. He had receivers wide open in Kentucky, couldn't hit them. And ultimately, man, it's, uh, it's selling an ugly, ugly future for LSU this year. Chris, always a pleasure. Locked on SEC Podcast, at Chris Gordy on Twitter. We'll be talking soon, my friend. Thanks. Thanks, Eric. Chris Gordy, I'm Eric Asher. We'll be right back. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted the number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. A place where you can enjoy a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouthwatering menu that has something for everyone. Amazing cocktails and an incredible beer selection. TVs everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at BobbyAbears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie at the TikTok Cafe. What'd you say to Eric? Hey, did I ever tell you have like the perfect face for radio? No, Mike. Did I ever tell you that you have the perfect 24-hour diner? Hey, bud. No, as a matter of fact, you haven't. That's because you don't. Come on, man. You know that ain't nice. And uh, neither is your help. Oh, man. Then why do you eat here so often? Well, my wife says that I'm a glutton. For punishment. The TikTok Cafe, where the video poker is always hot, 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 Causeway and I-10. Better known as the intersection of E. coli and salmonella. Dave Miet Insurance is a full-service independent insurance agency since 1958, offering auto, home, life, health, business, and commercial policies, serving the East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and River Parishes. Dave Miet Insurance is your one-stop insurance specialist. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMeatInsAgency.com. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. Hi, Eric Asher, once again, talking about my friends at Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating. This is the time of year where you want to feel comfortable, and Burkhart wants you and your family to be safe. That's why they asked me to talk about Generac Automatic Standby Generators. When the power goes out, a Generac generator from Burkhart will keep the lights on, your refrigerator on, air conditioning. It's all up and running instantly. So next time the storm hits, don't be left in the dark. Talk to Burkhart about a Generac generator. Visit acpromise.com, that's acpromise.com, and tell them Eric sent you. 
As life gets back to normal here, Diamonds Direct is doing our part with a special offer that's guaranteed to make celebrating those important moments easier and more affordable than ever. You can make any purchase at Diamonds Direct now and spread your payments over five years with zero interest. And everything's included. Rings, earrings, pendants, bracelets, bands. Plus, every sale at Diamonds Direct will benefit Cajun Navy Ground Force and Second Harvest. Buy now, spread your payments over five years, and give back at Diamonds Direct on Severn Avenue across from Lakeside Mall. With just one spray of Microband 24, your hard surfaces are sanitized for up to 24 hours. Touch after touch after touch. So six hours from now? Still sanitized. 12 hours? Yep. 18 hours. We're really doing this. 24 hours. When used as directed, one spray of Microband keeps killing 99.9% .9 of bacteria touch after touch for, yeah, up to 24 hours. Wow. Microband 24, the sanitizer four out of five doctors would use in their own homes. So why aren't you? Did you know Cascade Platinum is so powerful you can load dirty dishes in the dishwasher without a pre-rinse? More power, more clean, Cascade for your dishwashing machine. That's right. Unlike other detergents, Cascade Platinum has 50% more cleaning power with enzymes that break down food particles. It even works in your dishwasher's quick wash cycle. More power, more clean. So skip the pre-rinse and switch to Cascade Platinum with 50%. All right, folks, I want to thank Chris Gordy for joining us on the program. Locked on SEC Podcast does a great job with the podcast. Coming up in the second hour, Mike Triplett of ESPN is going to join us at the bottom of the hour talking Saints. We'll talk American Athletic Conference realignment when we come back. If we get a chance, we'll get into the Pelicans as well as they finish the preseason. All that coming up here on Inside New Orleans uh, after the break. My name is Eric Asher. Don't forget, Les East joins us on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports this week. We'll see you right after these messages. Anytime, anywhere, smartphone. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Hey, Eric, welcome to the newly renovated TikTok. Come on in. Quick, close the door, Mike. You're letting the flies out. All right, don't start that again. Hey, look, we've been back operating almost two months now. Yeah, and your sign should say, sorry, we're back open. Stop. Come on. So what do you think about the new paint job and the repaved parking lot? I think you could put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a... All right, enough is enough. The TikTok Cafe open 24-7 at the intersection of Causeway and I-10 in Metairie.
truth. You talking to me? You talking to me? You talking to me? What we've got here is failure to communicate. Stick to the truth is what you're good at. Inside New Orleans, 106.1 FM Nash Icon. I got the privilege of bringing you home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6. Thanks so much for being there. Certainly appreciate it. I know you got a lot of choices out there, but I do appreciate you tuning into the program. iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app. Yep, that's uh, a way to take the show with you anywhere. Mobile apps for you, free. Uh, free downloads. You get the podcast on them as well. Uh, Nash FM 106.1, EricAsher.com on the World Wide Web. Uh, again, don't forget, folks, again, about the podcast. Um, you can um, check out the podcast on the Anchor app, which is our home base, but on all major podcasting platforms and even minor ones for that uh, because I found them on some obscure uh, podcasting platforms just kind of perusing the net at night. And so, again, this is uh, – an opportunity for you to check out the show at your leisure. And thank you so much because it's doing really well, uh, you know, over the airwaves here at 106.1 FM, but also on the podcast as well. Uh, I never expected to get that type of, um, of listenership on the podcast, but thank you for checking it out on the podcast, uh, the podcast of your choice, obviously, podcast platform of your choice. Uh, we're going to have Mike Triplett at the bottom of this hour talking some Saints. Uh, don't forget about the award-winning Inside the World Sports this week. We're going to have um, Les East, award-winning journalist from CrestedSports.com, uh, Saturday Down South, I think New Iberian as well. I'm not positive on that one, uh, but he does string for quite a few publications. Uh, that's Thursday. We'll live broadcast on LAE at 1 p.m., also live streaming on the WLE TV YouTube page. Uh, rebroadcast number one at uh, 6 p.m. on LAE. On Thursday night, number two, that's uh, 10 o'clock on The Deuce, WLA-TV2. And then on Friday night, 9 o'clock on Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on LAE. Saturday at 2 a.m. on The Deuce. And then we finish up Friday at um, Saturday afternoon at uh, 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. Always at ericasher.com. Always on our social media platforms at eric underscore asher on Twitter and eric asher on Facebook. All right. I promised you that I would talk about uh, realignment within the American Athletic Conference. Uh, and, of course, we know that uh, uh, the Big 12 has come in, uh, grabbed, uh, um, grabbed several uh, uh, teams uh, out of the American, weakening the American in terms of, again, their, their, their uh, TV contract. Uh, you look at the American right now, 
and uh, it was thought to be, uh, well, at least they've been self-proclaimed, well, you know, a power six conference. Uh, you know, the, the closest thing you're going to see to at least what they believed uh, was, was a, a power six conference. Uh, but again, Houston, Cincinnati, UCF, all defecting to the Big 12 as soon as 2024. So a couple things have happened over the last couple days. It was announced last week that there would be a meeting between the American, the Sun Belt, and the CUSA, Conference USA, uh, to, uh, to possibly do a regional realignment, okay? And then Ross Dellinger comes out with an article today that leaves the CUSA out, but again has the American and, and also the, um, I'm, I'm sorry, leaves the Sun Belt out, leaves the American and Conference USA uh, working together on, on a regional conference. Let me just say this first. The, the, the first realignment proposal went like this. Okay, the new American would, would, would put the teams along the East Coast. This is the regional realignment between American, Sunbelt, and the Conference USA. Okay, the new American would have uh, Coastal Carolina, Appalachia State, Navy, South Florida, FIU, FAU, East Carolina, Charlotte, Old Dominion, Marshall, and Temple. That would be the American, okay, and that would be a more of an East Coast-type regional conference. The Sun Belt would have Memphis, Arkansas State, Western Kentucky, Tulane, Southern Miss, South Alabama, Troy, Georgia State, Georgia Southern, Middle Tennessee, and basketball only, uh, University of uh, Arkansas Little Rock uh, in, in the Sun Belt. The CUSA would have SMU, uh, Louisiana, uh, University of Texas, San Antonio, Louisiana Tech, okay, and then the other teams would be UTEP, North Texas, Rice, Tulsa, UL Monroe, Texas State, and basketball only, UT Arlington. Now, Ross Dellinger of Sports Illustrated today reported uh, that the regional organization plan between the AAC, the CUSA, and the Sun Belt is considered a long shot now. Okay, and the more likely scenario would be the American Athletic Conference and, and the Conference USA to merge. Now, Conference USA executives uh, plan to send a letter uh, today asking the American Athletic Conference to consider a regionalization model to, to reorganize the two leagues, according to Sports Illustrated. The proposal originating from Conference USA Commissioner Judy uh, McLeod uh, would require the conferences to remake themselves based on, ge- uh, on geography, creating two new leagues under different names. Uh, Conference USA presidents met on Monday to approve the decision uh, to reach out to the AAC, which is seen as the next step, step in a, in a week-long process of drafting reorganizational mo- models. Now, American Athletic uh, uh, Commissioner Mike Aresto and we've heard this on this on this program with Gary Smith. He's talked about this. He has publicly said he's against any type of merger plan uh, for the AAC, and that the AAC is now targeting um, uh, other schools to be able to fill the void that had been left by again the defection of Houston, Cincinnati, and Central Florida, which was announced uh, uh, in September. They're going to join the Big 12, as I mentioned, as soon as 2024. Um, one of the top targets for the American. Uh, was, uh, was, again, uh, University of Alabama-Birmingham. There had also been talk about Air Force, and there was another program. I'm sorry, I don't have it in front of me. Pardon me for not having that on my notes. Uh, There was also talked about the possibility of maybe joining the American if they don't get involved in one of these realignments. So this is the proposal that's been set forth by the Conference USA. The Western Conference would include SMU, North Texas, Tulane, Rice, UTEP, Southern Miss, Tulsa, Louisiana Tech, Wichita State, 
University of Alabama, Birmingham, Memphis, and University of Texas, San Antonio. That would be the Western Conference. The Eastern Conference would feature East Carolina, Charlotte, Old Dominion, Temple, Marshall, FAU, FIU, South Florida, Middle Tennessee, Western Kentucky, and possible two new, new potential additions to round it out. Now, here's the key. The three conferences, the Sun Belt, the AC, and, and the Conference USA, are separated by their television deals. This is according to the research done by Ross Dellinger of Sports Illustrated, who does a great job, by the way. Okay? Um, the, the American Athletic Conference leads the, uh, those three conferences in revenue. It distributes about $6 million annually in TV revenue uh, to, to their member schools as opposed to $500,000 in the Sun Belt and Conference USA. Now, according to Ross Dellinger, and I agree 100% with him, uh, in, industry experts said that the loss of Houston, Cincinnati, and Central Florida and those markets will, again, weaken uh, the American Athletic Conference in terms of, again, TV revenue. Um, the, uh, those are three of the biggest, five, uh, again, G5 names. Uh, and, again, this ESPN deal will, will probably decrease uh, distribution substantially. Uh, I guess you could, you, could, you could figure that out. Um, also, the American Athletic Conference, as we mentioned, is, is going after, after uh, UAB. So we'll see, again, how that, how that kind of plays out going forward. Uh, the question is, how does this work for Tulane? Well, for Tulane, again, at this point, uh, they're just hangers on. Okay, they got to figure it out. Um, they have there is no conference out there that has a, a major conference, okay, uh, that has an interest in Tulane. Period. The end. And you know you can look. The biggest mistake they ever made was walking away from the SEC in 1966. They thought they could make it as an independent like Notre Dame. That was again a total miscalculation on the part of the powers that be at Tulane back in 1966. It didn't work out. It wasn't again until later on when again the Metro Conference was uh, was uh, uh, was developed again mostly a basketball conference if you remember back then, right? Uh, that ultimately again morphed into, if I'm not mistaken, Conference USA. Oh, there might have been another conference in between there, and and then ultimately again the American. Uh, this is probably the the Metro was a strong conference. Uh, because of basketball ties, there's some really good basketball schools in it. Uh, but, again, this American conference has been really a godsend for Tulane and its program, even though, again, they've been toward the middle or the, or the bottom of the American conference uh, since they, 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 uh, uh, they, were, they, they were merged into that conference. Uh, I just don't see a, a place for Tulane anywhere else right now. It's unfortunate. You know, again, if their basketball team was a top basketball program like it once was, maybe, again, you are, are – are, uh, uh, enticing for a bigger conference. If the baseball program was as it once was, which was a perennial top program, well, then maybe again you're you're in a situation where some of those top conferences like the a like the the ACC may be looking your way. You know, it's always been said ACC Big Twelve, ACC because of the schools that are again more academic schools. Tulane's more of a fit when you look at it from a geographic standpoint. The Big Twelve, you know, getting with that Dallas and that Houston market, etc. That might have been uh, a uh, a nice uh, landing spot for Tulane. But it's never come to fruition. The American is, is as good as they've got. And now, again, with the losses, the defections in the, in the American Athletic Conference, and the situation now where Tulane just has to sit and wait. Uh, there is no, no one out there that's going to be looking for Tulane to be able to join their conference. At this point, they're at the mercy of this realignment uh, and possible realization realignment. Now, if you ask me what I think, I like the, uh, the, original, uh, the original realignment with the, the Sun Belt 
uh, Conference USA and the American coming together and doing it on a regional basis. I think that helps all three conferences. That makes them stronger. It's regional. It's regionally set up. So, again, they're going to save money on travel. Uh, it's interesting to see, again, how that's going to play out with any type of championship games. Uh, but, again, this is more of a regionalization where, again, they're moving their, their, their uh, teams around. So, again, it's, it, makes, uh, they, it makes it easier for them to make some money. Now, again, how that plays out in television, which is, again, w- which makes the world go round in college athletics, is, is unknown. But it looks as though now, according to Ross Dellinger, it's more likely that if there is going to be a merger, it will be between the American Athletic Conference and the Conference USA. So, again, uh, we'll see how that plays out. For Tulane, they're going back to a place where, again, they once were, right? Uh, So we'll see, again, how this plays out. This is going to continue throughout the week. But it's expected they're going to make a decision very, very soon uh, because of, again, the the defections of, of, uh, of, of teams from the AAC. But also, the AC may be trying to dip into some other conferences to strengthen their conference going forward. Look, TV's the big, uh, uh, the big elephant in the room. Uh, at this point, ESPN put the American Athletic Conference on the map because of their TV deal and the fact that they had so many large markets within the American. We'll see how this is going to play out going forward uh, for, for just for the American CUSA and also Sunbelt. Uh, but, uh, you know, again, it's anybody's guess. It is anybody's guess at this point. All right, folks, let me tell you about my friend Dave Miet over Dave Miet Insurance. First of all, this is from a personal standpoint, right? Uh, you know, I've got a fence that's, that's, that's down. Uh, you know, I've got some, I got some roof uh, damage. Uh, you know, we, got, we had loss of use on, 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 uh, on refrigerator, freezers, food, you know, the, the, the money that it takes to be able to, um, to have to uh, evacuate, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I got something in from, from my insurance company today. Uh, I got to be honest with you. I was, fo- I was focused on my show today. I just perused it very, very quickly, and I can see again. It's not even close to again what what, what I calculate is necessary to make myself whole after my two percent hurricane deduction. But you know what? I got an ace in the hole. And you know what my ace in the hole is? Dave Miet Insurance, independent insurance agent that searches over fifty companies to make sure you get the right price, the right insurance at the right price. But it's more than that. It's the ability to sit down with Dave and talk to him. Let him look at, at, at again, your claim. Let him look at, again, the situation, what, what, the, what the insurance company has offered. And then to give the advice going forward. Whether that means supplemental claims, going to the, uh, going to the insurance commissioner's office, or ultimately, again, maybe have to have to go into litigation. I got an ace in the hole. I can call Dave. We can sit down. We go through this thing point by point. But, again, that's the point, uh, that's the point of having an insurance agent after all, isn't it? I mean, you don't, you don't want a mouthpiece for the insurance company. You want someone that's got your back when it comes to, again, your insurance. Look, nobody wants to make a claim. You know, again, it, it's an arduous process. It's painstaking. In a lot of cases, you may have to come out of pocket for your own money to be able to make yourself whole and then have to go back to on the insurance company to get it done. And, and you've got to be able to be in a situation where, again, you're willing to be able to, to play the long game here. Uh, you can play the long game when you've got a good insurance agent. That's Dave Miet Insurance. You want to find out, again, the type of customer service that I'm getting? You want it for yourself? Call Dave Miet. You want to save? Call Dave. 504-556-0809. Go to D-A-V-E-M-I-L-O-E-T-I-N-S agency.com. That's his website. It's a one-stop shop for all your insurance needs. Or, again, do like I do. Sit down with Dave at his office on, on Veterans Next to Shogun and have a conversation with him about, again, your insurance needs. Again, whether, again, it's business insurance, personal insurance, insurance for your home, your car. Dave's got it for you and always going to get you the best price, and they're going to stand behind you when you need it. That's what an insurance agent should do. That's Dave Miet Insurance. 504-556-0809. 504-556-0809. 
Hey, I'm Carly Pierce. The quickest way for the economy to recover, for businesses to return, for concerts and theaters to reopen, for generations of families to reunite, for children to play freely with other children, is for everyone to get the vaccine. It is America's best shot. 106.1 Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by News Nation. All too often, the media are ignoring the everyday heroics of our policemen and women. Well, that changes on News Nation. Dan Abrams and his live PD sidekick Sticks are back in primetime on Dan Abrams Live. Weeknights at 8, 7 central on News Nation. Delays remain heavy if you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway and the Crescent City Connection from Lafayette Street to the O'Keefe Howard Avenue exit. If you're traveling westbound along the Pontchartrain Expressway, look out for backups that are solid on from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. Also be mindful of delays that are steady if you're traveling along the West Bank Expressway on the westbound side with backups from just before Barataria Boulevard going into Avondale. Be mindful of delays a steady 10 eastbound from Williams to the airport and delays pick back up 10 eastbound from just past City Park to the high rise. 10 westbound, your delays are solid from Orleans to Canal, picking back up with delays on 10 westbound from just past Bonneville to Power. On the 610 on the westbound side, your delays are steady from just before Canal Boulevard to the 10610 merge. And on the eastbound side, from just before St. Bernard to the 10610 merge. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. Where can I get an ice cold beer and a view of the hottest girls in town? Nowhere else but Visions Men's Club serving $2 beer all day and all week long. Beat the heat and inflation at Visions on Dalman Road, where all the smart locals go. Your bachelor party headquarters open from 11 a.m. until the cock crows. Traffic is brought to you by Visions Men's Club, serving $2 beer all day and all week long. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes, ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can handled. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com, acpromise.com, and tell them Eric sent you. 
So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. Whether it's offering curbside or next-day delivery, for online orders on over 160,000 parts or getting involved in their local communities, when it comes to serving you, Napa's Motor never quits. That's Napa know-how. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. Mike Triplett will join us at around 5.35 this afternoon talking to the Saints. Pels finished their preseason with a 1-3 record. Which, again, i got to tell you right now, based on the last two preseasons, may be a good thing. <laughs> you know, I've been saying it for a while, right? The, the, the Pelicans won the preseason NBA championship the last two years. They beat all comers, whoever they took on. So now you got a situation where you got a rookie head coach in Willie Green. He's got a dilemma on his hands, okay? Because, again, how do you judge your roster when you don't have a chance to see your two all-stars on the court with the rest of your, um, with the rest of your team? Okay, Zion and both Brandon Ingram didn't see the court during preseason. Okay, um, for we understand, uh, Zion has been on the side working out with the trainers. Uh, Brandon Ingram, uh, out of an abundance of caution, he knocked knees. They, they they held him out. So, new coach, new system, new teammates, and your best two players are out with injuries. Huh. Now, Brandon Ingram is expected to play against the 76ers on October the 20th in the uh, season opener in the Smoothie King Center, but Zion is a whole nother subject. Okay. Look, he hasn't practiced with his teammates, even again in the offseason. He's been re- rehabbed that broken right foot. Uh, what is it, fifth, fifth metasparsal? Uh, what was his little toe, basically, right? Um, there were reports last week that he's not going to be ready for the opener. Now, that's despite Griffin's comments uh, at media day saying that he would be willing, he would be ready for the opener. Now, then comes the, the question, uh, if he comes back, he's going to be on a minutes restriction. Okay, we know, again, he hated the burst minutes. He hated the minute restrictions when he was coming off the knee. Are they going to put him on a minute restriction now coming back from a broken foot? Um, He's been working out with the trainers as practice, but that's a long way from, again, being able to play in an NBA uh, regular season game, okay? That's a long way from playing big minutes in an NBA regular season game. So I'll just say this right now. Prepare yourself, Pelicans fans, okay, Uh, for an out-of-shape Zion uh, as the season starts, not to mention – and I've been talking about it all off season. This is not a Johnny come lately on this. If anything, I'm leading the league in it, right? Uh, are we going to see a new and improved Zion? Zion said he hurt himself because he was in the lab working on his game. We're going to see, okay, what he did in the off season. Uh, does he have a mid range shot? Did he develop that at all? Uh, did he work on individual defense and team defensive concepts? Because again, he was a he was persona non grata when it came to defense. He played not a lick of defense for this team. Okay, is he going to put the effort in uh, that's needed on the defensive end? That's another thing. And then, of course, like I said before, 27 points, fantastic. Seven rebounds, unacceptable. He's got to be a double-digit rebounder a game, okay? I mean, he should fall out of bed and get 10 rebounds. Uh, that's about effort. Defense and rebounding is about effort and energy, period, the end. Is he going to put that forth for this team? Uh, he needs to be a double-digit rebounder. He needs to be a better defender to go along again with a game. You know he's going to score in double figures. Now, the issue with Zion and B.I. 
is usage. I mean, look, the focus of this, the, they're the focus of this team, okay, but yet they haven't taken the court with their new teammates in a game yet. So how does that work with a brand-new system? What is expected of them? Where are they going to be on the court, okay? What, what plays are they running? Uh, and then there's Jackson Hayes, okay? He's injured as well. Uh, the question I got is, d- did he do what B.I. did in the offseason? Did he get stronger? We, got, we know that Brandon Ingram was reportedly put on about 15 pounds of muscle, okay? So I want to know that. And then has Jackson Hayes expanded his game? You know, and then how's he going to fit in the rotation? Now, we, we heard uh, on social media uh, that, again, that he was knocking down a lot of threes at uh, practice. That's practice. Let's see if he can do it in a game. Uh, then there's the point guard position, which, again, is convoluted because we don't know who's going to be there. Uh, Devontae, Graham, Devontae Graham was brought in to start, you would think, right? Uh, but you got Kyra Lewis and you got Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Okay, who's going to be in that rotation? Also, Trey Murphy, number one, uh, number one draft choice. I think he showed enough to, war- uh, to warrant, obviously he's going to play a lot, but the question is, does he get a starting spot? Uh, or is he going to be instant offense off the bench? How are they going to play him? Look, he can knock down an open shot. What happens when teams start to rotate toward him? Can he still knock those shots down? The good thing is, if he's in the game with Bi- or with uh, B.I. and Zion, the space is going to be such, we should get some open looks. I mean, J.J. Redick feasted on that in, in, uh, when, when, again, his game was on. Then about Herb Jones, the second-round pick. Okay, look, where does he fit here? Okay, especially when you got Najee Marshall and Josh Hartz that are also defensive spark plugs. Uh, is he going to be a guy that's going to see any time this year? And then where does Hart fit in? Look, he's among the best rebounders at his position. He's a defensive spark plug. But then i got to ask the question, what has he done to improve his shot? Because he's got to be, again, he's got to be a guy to give him instant offense and still be that spark plug on defense coming off the bench. Valanchunas, look, he's a starting center. One of the things he talked about coming into New Orleans in the, in, in the trade from Memphis was the ability to knock down three points, uh, three-point shots. If he can knock down the three-pointer consistently, that's going to help this team a lot. Okay, because it's going to open up space for Zion. Okay, but he's got to be a, a, a defender. He's got to be a rebounder and a shot blocker uh, for this team in the post. Something, again, that, that, that didn't happen last year uh, 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 consistently at the five for this team. So he's got to be able to do that on a consistent basis. And, it, again, it'll be interesting to see, again, if that, how his role is going to evolve uh, within, a, within a Willie Green offense. And then there's Garrett, Garrett Temple. What's his role going to be? How about Willie Herman Gomez? Thomas Sadarnowski, Didi Lozada. See, what I'm trying to tell you is, on paper, this is a very, very deep team, deeper than what we've seen in the past. Okay, how can Willie Green, as a rookie head coach, get these guys to be able to mesh? Okay, especially when they haven't had a chance to play with Zion or Brandon Ingram uh, in the offseason or or during training camp. And then the other question is, how deep can Willie Green's rotation go? I mean, is he a guy that's going to go deep in the rotation? Guys are going to get minutes every, every night or every, every other night. You're going to see guys that are going to be getting in the rotation depending on who the matchups are. Or is he going to be a guy that goes strictly with seven, eight players and that's it and everybody else sits unless there's an injury? Here's the big thing to me, though. Will there be a defensive buy-in this season from a team that has been allergic, absolutely allergic to defense, okay, over the last three seasons? Are we going to see this? Are we going to finally see some defense out of this team? And then, again, will we see this team sharing the basketball? Or is it going to be what we've seen a lot over the last three years, which is, again, an an individual three-point fest, okay? I mean, where guys are just getting the ball, going to get mine, going to take three-point shots that are moving the basketball, playing, again, more of a team-type game. And then there's the question of Willie Green. 
Willie Green is a rookie head coach. Yes, he's had some experience on the bench, but again, he's never. Only time he's been a head coach was in the summer league this past summer league for the Pels. How is he going to handle in-game decisions and adjustments? And then most of all, based on what we saw on the last two head coaches, is there going to be a buy-in from this group that's on its third coach in three years? We certainly hope so, but do we know this yet? Look, let me just say this right now. A lot of times you can go into preseason and you can look at your team and you have a pretty good feel for what your team's going to look like coming out of the preseason. I think coming into out of this preseason, into the regular season, there are more questions than answers uh, for the Pelicans team. Uh, I think we, I look forward to the NBA opener in, what is it, eight days from now against Philly. But I'm going to tell you right now, I don't know a damn thing about this team. I know they got some individual talent. I know they got some guys that, again, that, that, could, that could maybe take the next step in their careers. Uh, but I don't know how they're going to mesh as a team yet, and we won't know until they, until they get out there and start playing some games uh, in the regular season against, you know, games that count against teams that obviously are, are looking toward the playoffs. So we'll see how it plays out. But right now, more questions than answers about this Pelicans team as, as they get ready for the regular season in eight days against Philly. All right, we'll take a break. We come back. Going to be joined by Mike Trippett of ESPN. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating in the market for a new AC system. Don't sign that contract with any other company until you at least have Burkhardt come out and give you a price. Ask about that 25% energy guarantee. Ask about also financing. You can finance that over time. They're authorized to sell some of the top brands in the industry. And then the service after the sale, 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home or your business. For a company you can trust, it's Burkhardt. acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Opelie. Southern Tire, family-owned and operated since 1972. Southern Tire is your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs and the best deals on tires. We offer a large selection of tires that will fit your budget no matter what you drive. In the market for a new set of wheels, at Southern Tire, we are your wheel experts. Choose from our large selection of wheels and tires up to 30 inches. Financing available. Hickory and Airline in Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Contractors, tired of the runaround when you need an insurance quote? At Dave Miata Insurance, we are an independent insurance agency. So we make it easy to get that quote for your next job. We offer general liability, workman's comp, automobile and property insurance, and we will search over 50 insurance companies to get the right policy at the best price. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMiatInsAgency.com. 
Hi, folks. Trust is what Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. If your AC ever fails, you can trust Burkhardt to be there quick, get you back up and running. If you need a new AC, trust Burkhardt to treat you with respect, to help you save with a fair price and do the job right. As my good friend John Burkhardt always says, trust is the foundation of our business. Just ask our customers. For air conditioning this season, trust Burkhardt. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Vicks NyQuil Severe tackles your worst cold and flu symptoms, changing this <coughs> into this. NyQuil Severe, the nighttime sniffling, sneezing, coughing, sore throat, stuffy head, aching fever, best sleep with a cold, medicine. Uses directed. DA Exterminating is proud to be locally owned and serving Louisiana's Gulf South for over 60 years. If you want a fast response and great service, call DA now on the North Shore and in Metairie, or you can visit us online at daexterminating.com. As life gets back to normal here, Diamonds Direct is doing our part with a special offer that's guaranteed to make celebrating those important moments easier and more affordable than ever. You can make any purchase at Diamonds Direct now and spread your payments over five years with zero interest. And everything's included. Rings, earrings, pendants, bracelets, bands. Plus, every sale at Diamonds Direct will benefit Cajun Navy Ground Force and Second Harvest. Buy now, spread your payments over five years, and give back at Diamonds Direct on Severn Avenue across from Lakeside Mall. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6. Jude Young of CrestedCitySports.com comes up next on All Access. Keep it right here on 106.1 FM, 6 to 7, uh, to hear what Jude has to say about the local and national sports scene. All right, uh, joining us on the program, one of the best we have. He's been doing it for so long here in New Orleans. Uh, again, you might as well call him a native uh, at this point. Mike Triplett joins us from ESPN. Mike, how are you, bud? Doing great. How you doing, Eric? Doing great. Mike, uh, all right, we've reached the the, the quarter pole for, for the most part. Again, you get to get to the, uh, uh, the the bye week. I mean, I've been talking this week and even last week. Normally, again, for for me, okay, just looking at the at schedules, I don't like bye weeks this early, but it seems as though for the Saints, it's, it's almost a perfect time for the bye week, based on again the guy the the, the reinforcements. We feel like they're going to get back after the, after the break, plus a much needed break after Hurricane Ida and everything this team has gone through over the first five weeks of the season. They're three and two. Who are the New Orleans Saints? <laughs> I agreed with, I agreed with uh, what you said about this being the perfect time for a bye week, but right. I do not have an answer to the who are the New Orleans Saints. I am proud of myself, though, Eric. I finally, for the first time all season last week, correctly picked the result of one of their games. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. I was, I was 0-4 before I picked them to beat Washington, and, and they delivered. Um, look, here's here's what they they – have shown us they have shown us that the passing game is still a work in progress but obviously Jameis winston can make some big plays his his td to interception ratio is fantastic his big play ratio is fantastic on a low number of attempts but their team that has a really good defense although they faltered against the giants and should get better when they get healthier has a really good offensive line especially when they have toron armstead and eric mccoy and a good run game Hopefully we'll have a trustworthy kicker when Will Lutz comes back. Has a great punter. Amen. So it's this well-rounded team that is not just going to be defined by its passing game. So they don't need its passing game to do everything. And uh, uh, But, you know, there's potential there. There's real potential there to make some big plays. Yep, there is. 
How quickly do you think Michael Thomas can get on the field and be effective for this team? There's, there's got to be a, a little bit of a, a curve here in terms of getting up to speed. Uh, you know, he's been he's been playing with um, Drew Brees for years now. Now he's got to play with um, with Jameis. How much of a transition period do you think there'll be for for, for Thomas? Uh, I I think there's bound to be one. I mean, you know, uh, he hadn't had any kind of off season because. Uh, when they, you know, they didn't get together for any kind of camp until uh, June, and that's when they determined that he needed to have the surgery. So he hasn't done any on-field work since the end of last season. Uh, so there is, and and he was playing hurt a lot last season. So there is bound to be a long ramp-up period when it, you know, not a long ramp-up period, but a ramp-up period when it comes to Michael Thomas. He doesn't, I think, just step onto the field and start catching <laughs> nine for 105 or you know right. nine for 125 like he used to last year. But he's going to help quite a bit because not only is you know he a fantastic receiver who proved that he could do it with Drew Brees and Teddy Bridgewater and Taysom Hill at quarterback, but he's really what this team is missing. Uh, although he is a, you know can be a downfield threat, I don't agree with all the people who are just like Michael Thomas is only a slant receiver. Yes, he does work that middle of the field really well. He gives you an out. You know he doesn't have to be wide open. He doesn't have to have five yards of separation. You can throw it in a tight window to Michael Thomas and, uh, uh, you know, have really good results. So that is something that they have not had in this passing game. It's probably the one thing they've been lacking most on this whole team this year. It also, in my opinion, makes Kenny Stills better, Callaway better, Harris better as deep threats by having a guy like that. Uh, Traquan Smith, if he can stay healthy, his ability to work inside and, 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 and of course, maybe to use him as, as a deep to, medium, uh, to intermediate threat. Uh, and... So all of a sudden now, I, I, I think your wide receiver core becomes much stronger. Where right now it's you know, it, I think it's hit or miss week to week. Yeah, look, it's it's it, we focus so much on Jameis Winston, but I, I you know you have to say Jameis Winston and the passing game, or just the passing game in general, because I think the receivers themselves and the tight ends themselves have been a bigger. Uh, question mark if not downright disappointment um you know than than the quarterback play they're just they're they're either not getting open or they're uh you know not painting the picture he needs to see or or you know sean payton doesn't have enough trust in all of the receivers uh to to want to you know he wants to lean more on the run game um that is not just a Jameis winston issue that is a having i mean you could i i, I haven't completely scan the entire NFL, but I'm not sure if there's another team in the league that has less, you know, proven, established mm-hmm. uh, pass catchers on their team than the Saints uh, until they get I agree with you. <laughs> back. So, of course, that has to help. Mm-hmm. Um, what about the running back position? Tony Jones may be back at this part. They bring Ozebo in. I like the the the, the uh, the, the uh, receiving to running ratio last week for Kamara, I wasn't real fond of 24 and 26 physical yeah. carries for him <laughs> in the previous two games. Uh, what do you think happens there? Will we see more of Zebo? Will we see more of a physical back to take some pressure off of, of, um, of Kamara? Will we start to see him more in the short passing game uh, as an extension of the running game? Yeah, well, both. I mean, look, this was a perfect mix, I think, in this last game uh, of using him in, as a, both a runner and a pass catcher. Um, and in the days like week one against Green Bay and even week three uh, at New England, uh, when they decide we want to run to win in this game, they would love to have that secondary running back, whether it's a healthy Tony Jones or the guys that they have now. 
Um, they they don't want Alvin Kamara taking every one of the carries. That that was Tony mm-hmm. Jones getting hurt in the first quarter when it got to the yes. extreme level of 26 carries for, for Kamara. Mm-hmm. I mean, they openly have talked over the years about how they like a pitch count for Kamara, which was closer to 60% of the touches. Uh, up until uh, that Christmas Day game last year, he had never even had 20 carries in a game, and then he's done it five times since then. So this is more usage, and like you say, it's not just touches. It's the touches where he's slamming into the line and getting hit a lot. That That is not a good long-term way to mm-hmm. use him, especially when he is so valuable in the passing game. So I think a lot of that has been out of necessity. When you get the full complement of both you know, backup running backs and receivers back, Yes. I think we'll settle in. We'll see him settle into a lot more of the role we're used to seeing. Him in. But either Mike way, they're going it. to get the ball in his hands because he's the. I agree with you. <laughs> he's you the have most to. important player on the offense. Yeah, right. but he gets a lot of pressure off of him with Michael Thomas coming back now. Where, where again, they can't put all the focus on, on Kamara. Right. They have to account for Michael Thomas, so that helps there as well. Uh, Juwan Johnson has proven to be again, uh, you know, a, a big play uh, tight end for them when they need it. Nick Vanette comes back. We know that uh, you know. Hopefully, again, Taysom Hill will be back, who plays a lot of th- that tight end position for them. What's your expectation for Vanette? Well, I mean, he traditionally has been more of a blocking tight end who, yes. who catches the occasional pass. I don't know. I'll think Josh Hill or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said he was, you know, that's not all he wants to be. He, he Part of the reason he was attracted to coming to New Orleans was to catch a few more passes. But uh, there aren't a lot of pass-catching opportunities going around to the current tight ends that they already have. So I, I don't know that all of a sudden when they get the third tight end, he's going to get a heavy volume of pass catches. But he can't help in the blocking game, though, right? I mean, he's yeah, a guy sure. that, that, again, and, could and do what job what Josh Hill did in the blocking game. That's, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Sort of filling that Josh, Hole, Josh Hill role mm-hmm. where he's doing a little everything. Right. And look, I mean, we just listed so many names. None of them, not all of them are, are you know, game breakers, but you know, we right. can reserve judgment on what this offense actually looks like until we see it at full capacity. 100% agree. 100% agree. On the defense, it's kind of the same thing. Davenport, Quan, Crawley come back. On Yamada the following week after the Seattle game, uh, that is a big influx of talent for, this def- for the defensive side of the ball as well. Yeah, and, and you know, you skipped over Toron Armstead and Eric McCoy while we were still talking right. offense. Um, okay, go and, ahead, and please. Will Lutz, if you want to call him an offense, uh, mm-hmm. and, and you have to talk about Will Lutz when you're talking about the offense because they're making no doubt. offensive decisions based on their inability to trust a kicker. I mean, um, whether it's been the missed field goal or the missed extra points, although we do have to say this, they probably don't throw that Hail Mary if they trust their kicker. <laughs> so it, it was right. a bonus in that situation. But, um yeah, when they can trust their kicker again, they'll make different decisions early in games and maybe put more points on the board. But uh, when they get those offensive linemen back, and then, yeah, Marcus Davenport, David Onyemata, Quan Alexander, um, it, it's it's just remarkable to think. It, they have played most of this season without eight projected starters from week one. Uh, eight, that is a huge number. And not to mention the starters they lost from last season, but just the ones that were penciled in as their week one starters for this season, mm-hmm. they've been without eight of them. Yeah, I'm with you. Oh, let's go at the offensive line for a moment because I talked about this the other day. Mike, I'd like to get your take on it. You watched Drew Brees for 15 years here, step up in the pocket, deliver the football. We saw, again, this beautiful pocket opening up like the Red Sea and Brees coming in on his tippy toes and letting the ball go on time, throwing guys open. Jameis Winston is a different type of cat. 
He doesn't seem to feel comfortable stepping up in the pocket. You see his strong arm in a lot of cases. He's doing it, uh, again, a lot of cases outside of the pocket or, again, you know, uh, b- behind the pocket. He's not stepping through the pocket. What do, you, uh, do you think the offensive line is still getting used to Jameis Winston and what he likes to do and where he likes to be uh, as he throws the football? I'm sure there's an element to that. Yeah, I mean, it is interesting. We've seen him now. Um, Look, I think a lot of people can rightly blame Andrus Pete for uh, the interception because Andrus Pete got sure. driven back into him. But, you know, you could also say, well, there needs to be a step aside and move out of the way. Uh, we saw the touchdown pass he threw um, um, when he said it was God's plan in New England uh, when right. he was halfway down being wrapped on the ground. But, look, those are examples of a guy who trusts his arm, and he should trust his arm because – he can throw it down the field a, a, a long way, and that has led to some huge plays for this team so far. We've already seen uh, touchdown passes of, what, 49, 55, 72, and a 58-yarder that set up a right. Um So he is different than Drew Brees, and sometimes that's a positive and sometimes that's a negative, uh, yeah, but it's just different. And I think, uh, you know, they're going to learn. They're going to learn that as they go with their play calling. But, I, I mean, it's certainly a, a good element that he has, but – I mean, you can see sometimes that that leads to why he had more yards, more touchdowns, and more turnovers, uh, and more sacks than, than, you know, what Drew Brees did, who, you know, they're really two sort of extremes, uh, too. Uh, And that doesn't necessarily mean that that everything Drew Brees did was better than everything James Winston did. Well, and also, again, we saw Brees, and we came so used to Brees throwing guys open or putting the ball where only the guy can catch it. Uh, Jameis seems to be a beat off and, and, again, maybe throwing the ball, utilizing his arm strength and maybe not throwing a guy open but throwing again to, to a spot or throwing it right to the receiver. At least that's what we're seeing from the TV copy. You're in the press box for all these games. What are you seeing? Yeah, I mean, so, like I said, I mean, there, there, are a couple, there are a couple of those throws. I mean, obviously the connection with Alvin Kamara, which we put a spotlight on, although he, he made some good throws to, uh, to Kamara in this last game and said he's made it a priority. Um, that aren't, you know, perfectly as in sync, uh, uh, some of those slants coming across the middle or whatever. But then, you know, there are those downfield throws that, that, that really seems like something he feels really comfortable throwing, and sometimes mm-hmm. he's hitting those guys in stride. So, yes. um, yeah, I mean, I had, I had not studied Winston's entire career to see uh, if his, you know, every, his pocket presence and his throws now look exactly like they did then. But I imagine... You know, this is this is his style, and a lot of guys do have this style. You know, we just watched Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen <laughs> right. Sunday night. They have different styles, and so um, yeah, I mean, and and that's not what something. You know, I, I think we were also we saw Teddy Bridgewater come in and replace Drew Brees, and his style right. was very similar to Drew Brees. Sure, so agreed. So we saw another quarterback in this offense, and and even Chase Daniels to an extent. So we saw a lot of quarterbacks. But that does not mean that you have to fit this offense. Um, James Winston is different style, and Sean Payton is not going to keep trying to retrain him to look mm-hmm. like <laughs> Drew Brees looked. Uh, um, they're going to, you know, he's going to learn, and, and he already has learned. Sean Payton's yes. not afraid to tile up those shot plays. We've seen it a lot so far this season. Yep, no doubt. Mike, I always appreciate the time. Love what you're doing for ESPN. Tell the folks about about uh, what you got coming up for us. How folks can follow you on social media. 
Yeah, you can uh, find all the the stories that I'm working on. Uh, uh, have have the one up. Uh, the, the one guy we didn't talk about. The one position nobody's worried about right now. <laughs> punter. Punter. Uh, yes. No. <laughs> uh, crazy how, how big of an impact he had on this game is my most recent yes. story of Blake Gilligan. But um, yeah, you can find all my stuff uh, either on ESPN.com, a page dedicated to the Saints, or uh, uh, all my stuff on Twitter too. Always great information. Thanks so much, Mike. Appreciate the time. Thank you, Eric. Mike Trippett of ESPN. We'll be right back. Eric Ashby with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. Mike, I was craving the best breakfast in town. Thank you, Eric. Yeah, but they were closed, so I'm back here at the TikTok Cafe instead. You know, that's not nice. Come on, man. You know we aim to please. You got to get a better aim, pal. Stop. You know we never close, huh? Well, neither does the morgue, so what's your point? Ah, you unbelievable. You know, you got to admit, we've got the best prices in town. Gluten-free? I think you're missing the point, bud. The TikTok Cafe and the heart of Metairie at Causeway and I-10 are better known as the intersection of diabetes and high cholesterol. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com, acpromise.com, and tell them Eric sent you. If you're in the market for a quality used car, come visit us at Southern Tire Auto Sales. We have a large selection of pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs for every taste and budget. Every pre-owned vehicle on the lot has been carefully inspected for safety and quality. At Southern Tire Auto Sales, we'll only sell you the best used vehicles, and we'll never sell you something we wouldn't buy ourselves. Financing is available. Hickory and Airline and Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Hi, Eric Ashwood, celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Aquaville. When you needed your mom, she was always there with the Vicks VapoRub. Its soothing scent calmed you back then, and it still does today. Awaken those childhood memories with the care and comfort of Vicks VapoRub. Trusted for generations. As life gets back to normal here, Diamonds Direct is doing our part with a special offer that's guaranteed to make celebrating those important moments easier and more affordable than ever. You can make any purchase at Diamonds Direct now and spread your payments over five years with zero interest. And everything's included. Rings, earrings, pendants, bracelets, bands. Plus, every sale at Diamonds Direct will benefit Cajun Navy Ground Force and Second Harvest. Buy now, spread your payments over five years, and give back at Diamonds Direct on Severn Avenue across from Lakeside Mall. 
DA Exterminating is proud to be locally owned and serving Louisiana's Gulf South for over 60 years. If you want a fast response and great service, call DA now on the North Shore and in Metairie, or you can visit us online at daexterminating.com. Have you looked at your website lately and said, gosh, this needs work? Or maybe you've just been putting off building a website for your business. Well, don't stress. Cumulus Digital is here to help. Our custom-designed and comprehensive website packages include everything you need, including links to your social media, Google search, and we even drive customers straight to you. Starting at just $1,500 to build and low monthly hosting and maintenance costs starting at just $85, we'll take care of it all. Go to nolacumuluscares.com today and get started. All right, welcome back to Inside New Orleans. I want to thank our guest today, Chris Gordy of Locked On um, SEC Podcast. Also, I want to thank uh, Mike Trippett of ESPN for joining us. Rudy back in studio producing, uh, as he always does. Also, all the fantastic sponsors that sponsor our program. Go to ericasher.com for a slash show, the sponsor that sponsor our show. Please continue to support those fantastic sponsors. Look, the easiest way to find out is just click on the icon of the sponsor. It takes you right to their website. Everything you know, need to know about our great sponsors are right there on, on ericasher.com. Uh, we'll have Les East on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports this week. We have Doug Mouton next week on the program. So looking forward to, to both those guys coming on the show over the next two weeks. And as always, very much appreciate you guys checking out the show. Man, I have so much more to get to. I got another hour I could do, but we'll save that for tomorrow. Okay, and then, of course, on Thursday as well. Have a wonderful evening. Uh, and, of course, tomorrow uh, we'll have Scott Craig and also Sean Bazan on the program. Coming up next, my good friend Jude Young with All Access. Of course, he's with CrestedySports.com. So until tomorrow, straight up six, straight up 4 o'clock, uh, have a great evening. My name is Eric Ash. From the dog catcher, the governor, they all got to go. Catch the three tailgaters show with Ken.